All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Business of Fitness podcast. I hope everybody is crushing it as per usual on today's episode. We have Joe Gigantino talking about this concept of profit is not a bad word. Now, Joe and I go way back. He was my first mentor, first boss. I started working at his health club when I was 15 years old at the front desk. Him and another friend of ours, Min, really took me under their wing, taught me a lot about the business and sales. We used to meet on the elliptical on a regular basis, and I used to pick his brain as much as I could to prepare me for when we did open up a business. And today, we talk about this concept of kind of getting after it. If you're a gym owner out there, or if you're a business owner of any kind, and you need a little motivation, a little inspiration, wait until you listen to Joe Jig. He's going to get you fired up like he always gets me fired up. I hope everybody's having a phenomenal day. If you like this episode, go ahead and take a screenshot. Let us know what you think, right? Hit me up on Instagram, Jason Klepa. Joe Joe explains where you can find him towards the end of the episode. And uh, hit us up with the NC Fit Collective. I hope everybody's having a phenomenal day. Keep rising the tides. Keep getting after it. Let's have an exceptional episode with Mr. Joe Gigantino. Let's go. All right, so Joe, I'm on the way to the gym today, and uh, here we are at NC Fitness, our Campbell location, and I was getting fired up on the Alec Baldwin uh, <laughs> speech in Glengarry Glen Ross. Now, if you guys are listening to this in your, in your early 20s, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but essentially, he, he comes into the room and a few key lines, coffees for closers just always resonates with me, and ABCs. Now, Joe Jig, as I mentioned in the intro is the king of closing. Oh. Um, and we're going to talk today about how profit isn't a bad thing and how sales isn't a bad thing, right? But you got to create a plan towards those sales. Is that right, Joe? Yeah, you got to, you know, my coach always said, you got to plan your work and then work your plan. And, you know, I know the audience that listens to your uh, podcast are, you know, they're box owners or small gym owners. Um, you guys have such a, a unique opportunity to generate profits and make money with your, your gyms because it's all comes down to numbers. Um, you know, when you're dealing with less than 300 to 500 members, you could figure out exactly what you need in a, in a fixed cost business that you all run, uh, how much money you want to make. And so talk to me a little bit more about that because earlier, right before we started getting on air, we were talking about a gentleman who had reached out to you from our last podcast we've done together and was saying, Hey, I have X amount of money. I don't know if I want to get started. I was giving this advice. You should have more. And you're just saying, hey, man, just get in there and get after it. But that led us into a conversation about this concept that if you own a In-N-Out burger, a burger stand, uh, you want to tell me about well, what you're saying? I just, I I just think powerful. a lot of retail businesses, you know, they, they know what their margins are. It's just hard to drive people into their door and sell more hamburgers that day you know, to make more money. They can maybe advertise more. Um, they could try to, uh, you know, maybe have more exposure on the street, have a better location. But with the fitness business or a CrossFit box, you know, if you charge $150 a month and you have 100 members and you're generating $15,000 a month and that's paying all your bills and you're eking out a couple grand for yourself, why not give yourself a raise and add another 100 members to your gym? And, and, and I think that's the easiest part of it where, you know, I see so many people online, you know, we talked about it, doing Instagram posts about rhomboids or, you know, the, the proper way to, you know, do your push press. It's like, screw that. You know how many goddamn videos there are about that? 
get out there and drag a few more people into your class. Talk to your members to bring a, ref- a friend. Come up with a promotion that's going to drive, you know, more people into your into your gym because it's simple math. At one hundred fifty dollars a month, if you put ten more people on, that's fifteen hundred dollars. You just gave yourself a raise and didn't cost you any more money. Put a hundred people on, that's fifteen thousand. And you know, if you're a box owner or a gym owner and you're not taking a salary and still making ten thousand dollars a month, you got to reevaluate reevaluate what you're doing. Got, you got to get out there and bring more people into your gym. So what I'm hearing from you is you, you know, you're old school. You yep. know, you, you came up through the era, era of going to the movie theater and collecting lead slips and calling leads, calling leads, calling leads. Sure. Now, there is a, there, there's obviously social media is a tool. Right. But I think what you're alluding to is two things here. I want to just touch base on the first one, which I think is really, really, really awesome. If you're in the service based business and whether that's, um, if you're in the monthly reoccurring revenue business, let, let, let's call yeah. it that, right? Is that if you know you have a hundred members that's covering your your expenses, I mean, for every more every new member, I mean, that's just money in the bank. And that's what I thought about when we first opened up our gym. I said, man, I have to get 50 members to cover my monthly expenses. Right. And you're fighting for it. You're fighting for it. But once you get there, you know, your expenses don't don't exponentially increase really. Once you cover your overhead and your bills or whatever, yeah, you might have a little bit more electricity or this and that. But I mean, an owner should really be fighting towards that profitability. And we're in the best business ever with monthly reoccurring revenue for that, right? I mean, you know what's going to be happening. It, absolutely. But what happens is, is we set our goals to cover the 50 members and we work hard and you know we need 50 members to cover our bills. But what people forget is I need to get paid. I'm doing mm. this. Grant you, we do it because we love it. We want to help people, but there's nothing wrong with making money. And, you know, why make $2,000 a month when you can make $10,000 a month? I mean, you know, okay, so an extra four, five, six thousand $6,000, that would help everybody out. And that's on a monthly basis. And all it takes is adding that extra 20, 30, 40, 50 members at 100 members. What the hell? I mean, it's not that hard. It's not like you have to go add 10,000 members. Yes, we're talking 20, 30, 50, 100 could be life-changing money for some people. It could be absolutely help you with your you know, kid's college or, or buying a new car or helping your parents. But what happens is we just fall complacent and we go back to that, oh, I just needed 50 members or 100 members to pay my bills. Um, and then they start teaching more classes. They start doing more Instagram posts on rhomboid development. <laughs> it's like, get out there and get more people into your gym. Now, some people say, well, I, I mean, I live in a small Rob town. Development. Yeah, I live in a small town. I, you can live in the smallest town and still go find another 100 people in that town to get into your gym. So you, one of the things that you were talking about is creating a plan towards profitability. Got it. And to your point, I think there's a lot of people that gravitate towards the things that are easy or that might make them feel like they're working, but they're really not necessarily it's not driving an ROI. For example, sure. social media. If you're spending three, four hours a day on social media and you're not some gazillionaire Instagram influencer, you're probably just wrapped up in trying to do something to feel busy without doing something to actually drive an ROI for your business. And you're talking about creating a plan. So I'm a gym owner out there. You know, I'm making 10 grand a month, total revenue. Maybe I'm bringing home a thousand bucks. What could I do What's the old school stuff? Not the new version of Gary V promoting DMing sure. and this kind of stuff. Now, does that work in some cases? I, I guess it, it it does for some people. But what's the old school? What's the, well, the tried and true method? Well, not even so much old school. Have a gosh darn plan. 
If you're not working on your business, but you're working in your business, teaching more classes, training more people, you're basically screwing yourself because you're not going to grow your business that way. You need to sit down, look at the plan and say, okay, if I spend one hour a day and I need to contact five people through social media, go ahead and use social media, DM five people, make five phone calls, make five, send out five emails and go out and meet five brand new people. I mean, if you did that, that takes an hour. I mean, your business would explode. In 30 days, your business would explode. But guess what people do? That's freaking hard. You know how hard it is to pick up the phone and call somebody you don't know? It's hard, but it's easy to go over there and wipe down the bars or take a toothbrush and clean your bars or, or go rearrange the freaking weights or make another post about rhomboids. I mean, really, it's those are easy, and it's the least path of resistance, but it's hard to take one hour out of your day every single day and do exactly what the plan says. Send out five DMs send out, make five phone calls, send five emails. When's the last time they called the members that canceled? I mean, call the members that canceled, shoot the shit with them, find out what's going on. What changed in their life? Well, my kid was in, you know, was in uh, baseball and they went to the Little League World Series. Well, shit, I understand why you you had to drop out. Now, you're, you know, that's over. Get back into the gym. Got to get motivating calls. You got to get back to touching people to get them back into your gym. Well, when we was, I think I was maybe 17 or 18 when you told me this. And I said to you, I'm like, hey, Joe, I really want to be a gym owner one day. And you're just like, dude, start acting like, hey, man, I, you know, one day I want to I want to own my own facility. And you just look at me you're like, hey, if you want to be an owner, act like an owner. And that was when I was really young, maybe right. 17, 18 years old, you said it to me. And ever since that day, here I am, you know, 33. You're an owner. And well, yes, I'm an owner. But I've been acting that way because, you know, a lot of people, if you're if you're in a business right now and you're a head coach listening to this. And you have goals and aspirations of owning a business. It's not always all rainbows and unicorns. There's a lot of challenges that go. Agree. But I think that advice you provided me was so valuable. And it's also very valuable for current owners. If you want to be an owner, if you took on this risk and liability, you got to act like one. And that involves the picking up the phone and calling. That was part of your scope when you signed up. And if you didn't want that, then you should have been a head coach. Absolutely. Well, you know, just when when you walk into your business... If someone's brand new, do they know you're the owner? Do you walk around with that peacock attitude? Do you walk around like you're the owner? And, you know, the owner, grant you, leads by example. He walks in. He's cleaning up the parking lot. He's picking up papers in the parking lot. And people, you know, a lot of times when I was working in the gyms, people go, are you the owner? I go, no. But, you know, for them to say that to me, I must have portrayed that I must have looked like the owner or acted like the owner because I believed in the business and I was trying to, you know, help the business. I think more people need to realize that, hey, if you're the owner of this business, sometimes it's okay to work on your business. Get yourself out of the gym. Go find an office. Find a friend. Work from home one or two days a week and work on your business. How am I going to grow my business? Because when you're in your business coaching every day and talking to the members, before you know it, it's 5 o'clock or it's 7 o'clock and I got to go home. And the day's over. And I didn't do shit to drive in new members because the goal is we got to drive in new members to grow our business. And I think people get nervous that they think, well, I'm not a salesperson or I'm not a marketing person. Uh, well, that's okay. You don't need to be. Just if you're passionate about what you do, get 100 more people into the gym. Would you rather coach a class with three people in it or 20 people in it? So I'm, a, I'm, I'm new to owning a business. I love coaching, but I'm, I'm not good about talking about our business. And this, I'm yeah. portraying somebody. What advice would you give somebody? Because I hear this all the time. And my, my, what I tell them is, hey, look, do you believe you're providing a premium service? Do you believe you could change people's lives? They say, of course. Yes, absolutely. Well, then go tell as many people as possible. Absolutely. But what, what steps can they take today, right, 
to, to start developing that skill set of learning how to sell. Now I started selling gym memberships at your club when I was really young and you guys taught me a lot of sales tactics or whatever, but really what it came down to was being okay to have a conversation, right? I yeah, mean, it, tell it, me, it, how do you develop it, it, When that? you say tactics, all we're doing is helping people, um, make a decision. You know, it's like if you go and help somebody with their deadlift so they can lift 20 more pounds, you're pretty stoked. It's like, hey, I showed them some techniques on how to keep their back straight or, you know, whatever the technique was to help them lift. Then why not go show somebody that's not lifting, you know, help them with some techniques and that's your techniques in closing ability or sales ability or convincing ability that they need to start your program. So what they need to do is make a plan is get away from the business Quit coaching so many classes. And of course, the excuse is going to be, well, I can't stop coaching because I can't afford a new coach. Well, no kidding, because you don't have enough members. Get a 10 more members in so you can cover that coach's salary. I mean, that's the first thing. If I knew I needed a coach to cover my classes, I'd walk around my building. I'd find 10 people that I can bring in, join them up. Now I've got enough money to pay that coach. Now I can go grow my business. I mean, it's not, it's really, it, it, it sound, it's not that difficult, but what happens is it's just, your average person goes throughout their day. They walk in at eight. They do the same thing over and over and over again. They teach their classes. They, they check their Instagram. They teach their class. They check their Instagram. And they're not driving new members into their, into their box or their fitness facility. Yeah, and I think what you're alluding to, and this is something I speak about, is that if you're a business owner and things are going well and you're crushing it and you're gaining new members and you're hitting revenue numbers that you're expecting and you're taking home money for your family – then yeah, great. keep doing whatever you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. But what you're saying is really to the person who isn't hitting those those target numbers. If they're not happy with the amount of members that are coming in their door, these are the things they need to think well, about. Well, look in the mirror and just say, am I making the amount of money that I wanted to when I opened this business? And, and if you are, yeah. then fantastic. That's great. You know, And then share what you're doing with other people and share it with you that why you're so successful. But if you're not, if you're going, I could use another $2,000 a month or $3,000 a month or $10,000 a month, we're in the best goddamn business in the world to go and generate that. I mean, we don't have to spend any more money. We don't have to, we don't have to go buy more equipment. We could just either add another class you know, or, you know, split a class up or do body weight stuff. The bottom line is we got to just bring new people in the door. And what does that take? It takes a plan, plan of action, making some phone calls, but do that for 30 days, you know, where you spend an hour on growing your business, um, making calls, sending out emails, calling old members, looking for referrals, going to meet new people and talking about your business. You're going to grow your business. Well, I think you, you know, we've spoken about getting out there, tracking cancellations, following up with them. We've spoken about that before. But one thing that we haven't hit on on this show before is that we are in the best business ever to create more sustainability and profitability because you're, you're I mean, think about it. You're, you're, you have something that's going to change right. somebody's life. You don't need thousands of people. You need 50, 100, right? We're you already have your right. monthly expense. You're already paying rent here 24-7, 365. Why wouldn't you have more people come into the door? I mean, I, I totally because, get it. Well, because it takes, it's hard work. But everybody that's in a CrossFit box, you're doing hard workouts anyway. You know, it's like if you're doing Fran, you know, that's a hard goddamn workout, but you're not going to stop and not do the last set of nine, 
you know, so same thing with your with your memberships. If you've got to your point to where you're covering your bills, why not do the last set and get the next fifty or the next seventy five? It just doesn't yeah, make you're sense doing, to me. You're doing twenty one and fifteen on a on a set of Fran, which is a workout in CrossFit. And yet you're not going to finish the nine because you just, yeah, it was good enough, right? Yeah, that wasn't good enough. Finish yeah. the nine. You would, of course, you would never not do that. You would finish the nine. But, you know, that look at your personality. You know, you, you, you got into the business. You acted like an owner. Um, you know, then you, you, you grew your business. You got more locations because you had goals and you visualize it. You know, they have to get out of their business. They have to look in the mirror. They have to visualize, write down their goals, you know, read a self-help book, listen to Tony Robbins or Grant Cardone and get yourself motivated to walk in your gym and grow your business. And I, and I know everybody that has these businesses love helping people. They love coaching and doing all that, but they should also love the ability to make some money. And so when you were earlier in the days, you know, you had multiple health clubs, real health clubs, big health clubs, with yeah. big monthly expenses. Right. And, and we're and not talking about that. I'm not talking about, you no, know, no, no, lifetime no. fitness, 100,000 square feet that you're trying to get an extra 100 members. No, no, no. Yeah. But when you were back in your days, uh, when you were really, really running health clubs on a regular basis, I mean, what type of things did you do? And we're talking massive membership inquiries that you needed to get to convert. When you first started your club, I mean, you bought the buildings too. Right. I mean, we're talking major, major exposure. You really put your back up against the wall. Now, do you think that having your back up against the wall left you no choice but to be successful? I mean, how much of that is, you know, hey, I'm taking on too much risk versus, hey, I need to take some risk. I need to go out there and put myself out there to grow. Yeah, I, I you know, again, I'm, 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 uh, I'm a risk taker. Um, and I think, you know, the first part of your question is how did we, you know, drive memberships? I motivated people. I let people know what the numbers were. I, I let the, the staff know how many members we had, what we needed for profitability. I let them know what the light bill was. You know, it's like they kept the lights on all the time in different courts and different stuff. Remember, I would tell you, you know, yeah. how much the light bill is? They go, uh, $300. How about $12,000? <laughs> Fucking $12,000. Sorry. But that's a lot of money. We got to sign people up. We can't have people cancel. We got to make sure we're giving great service. We got a $12,000 light bill. Now, grant you, most of your people don't have $12,000 light bills, but they have expenses that keep going up and they got to add more members. And if they don't, they're going to either just take it out of their hide, which means they're going to make less money. But why, when you're in this business, in the best business in the world, the fitness business, should you be making less money? You should be making more money every single month. So how did you, so you inspire the team by, you know, obviously letting them know what the, you know, Hey, let them know the what the numbers are. let them know what I'm dealing with, right? Hey, this is what I'm dealing with, you know, and I need to make, cover these expenses, but I also need to make money too, just because you're getting paid. Now you guys have coaches and you have people in your staff that are all getting paid, but do they know the pain that you're feeling at night? When you go home and you go, man, we signed up nobody again today. And at the end of the week, we had two signups. That's it. Well, why not 20? If everybody was, you know, if everybody had the same goal, which was to make the gym better and we can buy new equipment and we can maybe move to a better location if we just hire, get 100 new people. Yeah. I mean, 100 new people is not that difficult. And one way that we've found success with that is having weekly reoccurring sales meetings where we discuss, hey, how are we doing as an organization? What could we be doing? How many leads did we get in? How many conversions did we get in? Because if you can't track it, you can't grow it, right? I mean, and I mean, in your business, you you run other types of businesses than besides physical gyms. And if it's a subscription model that you're doing, you're always tracking the numbers and looking at how many people responded to that ad and did we convert that people? You don't just by chance go, oh, we signed up a few people and let all the other leads fall away. Now, but it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's a good thing to make sure you have a plan. And in the smallest gym, you know, if you're a personal training gym or a group exercise gym or a CrossFit box, you know, figure out, it's a simple business to figure out what you need to cover your bills and then how much extra do I need so I can pay myself. 
Yep. And, and then people go out there and pay yourself. Create leads. So one of the things you've said to me before is the more leads you get, the more likelihood of conversions you get, the more membership you get. And so, you know, for you, when you're thinking about a lead, someone walks in your gym, let's just say, what, what are you doing? If there, there's a member inquiry, right? What types of things are you thinking about when you're talking to that person to capture from them? And then how does that flow look like? Well, if there, if there's a, if there's a lead, first of all, the, the best person should take that opportunity. And of course, that's probably you, the owner should take that opportunity to bring that person on and get them enrolled in your facility and tell them why they should. But, um, I wanted to just, you know, take a, take a, take a step back real quick is, um, you're, you're saying just before that, the, um, the lead, God, where I just lost my train of thought. Oh, the amount of leads and then the percentage. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the amount of leads and the percentage and stuff like that. But if I had to just, if, if, if I owned one of these and I was working on the business, the one number I'd want to know on a single day basis is how many people came in and tried my gym. How many people took a class today that was not a member? And if I know that, if I have three, four, five people taking classes because they're friends or the referrals or they're not members, that I know there's opportunities there. But if I have a day where only members came in and not one single guest came in, how am I going to get any new memberships out of that? You know, so having your people bring new friends, introduce the gym to new people and your staff working collectively, you know, it could be a small staff or a big staff to bring non-members into the, into the facility to try the workout. Now, great. I know it's hard in CrossFit because they have to go through elements and all that stuff, but you could have workouts for people that are brand new. For sure. The key thing is you have to bring people in, but you want to get demotivated, go a whole week and not one guest comes into your gym for a new workout. That would demotivate the shit out of you. Right. But the way you get them in is you got to go out there and work for it. Well, yeah, of course. Every now, day. Then, then you got to make a plan to say, okay, I want three new people or four new people in my gym every single day trying to class out. And then I tell my staff I want that and they go, oh, oh, that's great. Great. How do we do that? Well, then now you make a plan on how you're going to do that. Well, everybody is going to have either a pass or the ability to invite a friend or um, we're going to go out and knock on doors. We're going to make some phone calls. We're going to call the old members. But I know it's barbaric and it's not sexy as going to build a, you know, an Instagram thing on how to, you know, do the deadlift. But, you know, it works. It does work. And you've had it work. Now, you've been in the fitness industry for how many years? 30. 30 years. Yeah. Right. You were slanging gym memberships when you were in, playing football in college. Uh, and over the years, you've bought buildings, mm -hmm. you've created, you know, wealth Correct. through the fitness space. And, you know, looking back on it, if you're a gym owner right now in the boutique fitness space, and they, they want to be 30 years from now, they want to have wealth like you, right. like real wealth, like not, not fake, you know, Instagram wealth, sure. real wealth with properties and sustainability. And you want to be able to provide your families. What types of things can they do? I, I know we get spend an hour on each lead. Sure. But then as they parlay that, what should they be thinking about big picture? How can they create from a boutique center consistent long-term wealth? It's well, I would, big I, would question. I would recommend, you know, first off, getting into real estate, buying your building. If you're going to be a gym owner and you're going to have a, a facility, why not own the facility that you're in? especially if you're going to do it for the long haul. If it's a short-term thing and you're moving on to a different career into law enforcement or something else and you're just doing this to just kind of buy time or, you know, you know, pass time away. But if you're going to be in the business for long-term and you want to be in the fitness business to help people own the building that you're in, they say, well, how do I do that? Well, you got to create a plan. You know, you better start making some money in your gym so you can put some money away so you can have a down payment. But again, we're in the best business in the world. A hundred new members at $150 is $15,000 a month. 
if you know five thousand goes to cost and that extra ten thousand dollars is going in my pocket at the end of the year that's one hundred twenty thousand dollars now you have some access to maybe go buy a building and some of these places are not the bay area where they're spending millions of dollars for a building you can buy buildings for under a million dollars five hundred thousand the sba is a great source but you have to have confidence in yourself confidence in your gym and then make sure that you're profitable you know, you're profitable and you're making a lot of money out of your gym. And the confidence piece is kind of a, a nice little final notes on some of these things. We were talking about the gentleman who reached out to you from New York or the mm-hmm. East coast. And you, you seem to feel like, Hey, this guy he's saying all the right things, do yeah. all the right things. He needs to just go out there and go do it. And uh, what kind of things can someone think about? If they're on the fence of starting a gym. They're, they're, they're 50, 50 They're What types of things do they need to think about? Hey, do I have, too much confidence yeah you know what does that look i mean because at some point you got to go out there and just do it yeah i think you got to you know you got to have a good plan um you got to have a good business plan you got to make sure you're you know you're in the right niche you're not trying to be something for everybody uh a great location um and then is the market available in my market is you know is there enough people um and then you got to jump in and, and and start selling I mean, you know, we all open, anybody can open a gym and get that initial group of members because of location or because of friends. And, you know, we're, we're, we're making a couple bucks maybe, but what happens is, is we just get complacent and we don't realize that we have this absolute cool machine that we could just take the crank and start cranking up more and start printing out more money. And again, I always go back to money, but I don't, I don't want to make it sound like, you know, money's the end all. It's just fun if you can make some money because you could do some great things with it. You can give it away. You could help family. You could, you know, pad your own pocket. You can go buy a building and, you know, create long-term stability in your business. Um, you can open a second location if you want. So I think what happens is, is that, you know, people that are starting out, um, you know, they're just so focused on hitting the number to, to, to break even, you know, maybe that or they pay back their investors. But, you know, if you've been in the game a while and you're listening to this podcast and you're, you know, part of Jason's program, um, you know, reset your goals. You know, look in the mirror and reset your goals. Sometimes the goals change. You know, 100 members, think about it. That's 10 a week. That's 10 weeks I can do that. Okay, so maybe it's five a week. That's 20 weeks. In 20 weeks, can I go run hard in 20 weeks and add 100 new members to my gym? Five a week. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go do the Fran, and some of you guys do workouts three or four times a day, and they'll do fight gone bad in the morning, they'll do Fran at night. You're telling me you can't go get 100 members, but you can do that workout? That's ridiculous. <laughs> Ooh! Hey, I'm just saying. Recalibrating if you, if you, you the can goals. do 100 pull-ups or 100 wall balls, you can go get 100 members. Hey, that's it. If you can do 100 pull-ups, 100 wall balls, you can go get 100 members. It just depends. You just got to go do it, right? And I can, I can talk with any one of your clients that are listening to this, and, and I guarantee you, if they're not making the money that they want to do, they don't have a plan for, they don't have an action plan on how to drive members in the door. Yeah. Yeah. And the action plan needs to occur in the way on you On a create, daily basis, right? five days a week, one hour a day, or 45 minutes a day, or start with 30 minutes a day. Put your timer clock on. Just like when you do your EMOM or your AMRAP, you got a timer on, right? Do it. I'm going to time myself. I'm, I'm on the computer. I'm not looking at social media. I'm not getting on Facebook, but I'm going back through my old client list and emailing them and finding out you know, how I can get them back in the gym. I'm calling my new members that joined up and asking them for a referral for their neighbor, their friend, their coworker, that type of thing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm talking to people at the, um, at the local store when I go for my lunch and stuff, and I'm handing out a pass to come try out my workout. But the bottom line is you have to focus on driving new members. Guys, for a long time in the CrossFit space in particular, we've been really focused on coaching. And that's something that's very important because that's your foundation. But something that Joe taught me at a very early age is you can have the best coaching in the planet, but if you're not also combining that 
with getting out there and telling people or asking or growing your business or at times getting out of your business to help inside your business, then you're missing out on a golden opportunity. I agree. And and I'll go back to, I told, maybe talked about this before, you know, I met with Glassman and, and he was so dead on when he said, you know, coaching will prevail and it has, you're all goddamn great coaches. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in the business. You're all freaking awesome. But now you got to put the sales aspect on it. And you've got to uh, the place that you're at is because you're a great coach and people love you. Now go add an extra 100 people and make your ex- extra 15,000 bucks a month. And you know what? You could do such great things with that. It'll help. It'll just take alleviate the stress. And guess what? Once you start doing that, the you know, it's... You're gonna be you're gonna be amazed. Recalibrating the goals, I think, was a really big one for me because originally, when I first started, I said to myself, "Hey, I got to get whatever to pay my bills." But what I should have been saying is, "I need to get whatever to pay my bills." However, I also need to add in my income as my goal, right? As an initial goal, something to pay my bills. Because now, if you build that in from the beginning, it sets the expectation that, "Hey, this is a business you also need to pay yourself." If you're just talking about covering your expenses, well, one of your expenses is your living. You got to add that in. Got to add well, it have, in. The, have, have your listeners, I don't know how they contact you via the, the, the podcast, but you know how many are actually taking a salary, paying themselves what they're worth in a salary, and still making a profit? Not as many as they should be, right? Absolutely. And if you're not, you have to reevaluate, what am I doing, and why am I not making a salary and profit? Because you should be. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with it. Profit is not a bad word. It's okay to make a profit. Hey, pay yourself. You know, and then take the profit and do something else with it. If you want to give it away, give it a charity or, or help your local schools or whatever. But, but you have a vehicle that you're not taking advantage of to maximize it. I mean, that's like driving a Ferrari, you know, always in the slow lane. I mean, nothing wrong with it, but, you know, might as well open it up a little bit and get it going 100 miles an hour in the fast lane. <laughs> well, guys, if you're coming out to see us for the NC Fit, the Collective Summit in October, we have Mr. Joe Gigantino will be there to get the crew straight up fired up and get out there and get after it is, is his mission. And what he has set the tone with me since I was 15 years old working at his club. I, I really appreciate Joe coming on the show and reinforcing that it's not these crazy things you do for one day. It's consistently creating a plan every day to get out there and just go do it. There's no excuses, right? Just go do it. You chose to get into business. Right. Now get after it. Now, if they want to talk to Joe Jig, if they want to find out more about you, um, you also own an equipment company. Right. You got health clubs. You you get into cryptocurrency. <laughs> uh, what what? How can they reach out to you if they want to talk to to you? Uh, real simple email: Joe at workout.com. Um, our website is We Buy Fitness Real Estate. Um, we also have uh, a Weights and Bars, which is an equipment company, but we only sell locally in the Bay Area. We uh, just focus kind of on that to keep our our you know finger on the pulse of what's happening in the fitness industry here in the Bay Area. So it'll help us with you know on the real estate side. But I'd, lo- I'd, I'd, I'd I'm happy to come to your event. I'd love to talk to your people that come about you know creating profit in their business and how to do that. You know what their plan is and. You know, and think about it. If you're not making ten thousand dollars a month, and you're listening to this, you, you have the, and you have a gym or a box, you have the vehicle already, and you're probably looking on Instagram and saying, you know, maybe I should try this, or I should be, you know, an online coach, or I gotta go be an influencer. You know, what the hell? You got the goddamn vehicle that you walk into every single day. We just sometimes forget, you know, how valuable that thing is, and you know. We do that a lot in life. You know, we sometimes don't appreciate our wife or our husband because we see them every day. But we're walking into our gym. That is such an awesome vehicle to generate cash flow and profits. They just have to have a plan to do it. 
I love it. Well, guys, email joe at workout.com, which is one of the best domains ever, which is a good story for another day on how he made a lot of money with that domain uh, when he sold it. But anyways, that's for another day. Uh, Joe Jake, thank you very much. Guys, guys. keep rising the tides, keep getting after it, and talk to you all soon.